0: Good morning. How's everyone doing today? Specifically, how are you doing today, bro? I'm all right. Thank you all for tuning in to Stay Uncomfortable, the podcast. Uh, bro, I feel like a hot mess. They don't know who you are. You need to introduce yourself. Oh, bro. See, I'm, I'm being very unprofessional. This I mean, morning. at this point, they should know who you are. But I'm being very unprofessional. Thank you for calling me out. I'm, my name is Johan. Last time I checked,
1: my name is Oscar, but you can refer to me as O for short.
0: Nobody's gonna do that, bro. I don't care. I know you're trying to make it happen. No, no (laughs) one's gonna do it. But, but I I digress. Okay, oh, Uh, okay, bro. I feel like a hot mess, bro. I know. Like my nostrils are working at forty-five percent capacity because you would think that like one is clogged, the other one is open. No, one is clogged. The other one's just a little bit less clogged.
1: Bro, what is wrong with you? I don't Fall know has been treating you terribly it has
0: been but you know what the Lord is my strength so there's that wow I like that though with that being said that being said good morning uh I made some really good tea I'm surprised I'm uh, this, wow
1: this guy bought some fire tea uh aesthetics like a cup and you gotta treat yourself bro
0: I feel like if you want to get into something, the best way to do it is to like treat yourself while you're doing. It. Yeah, you guys can see it
1: on the live like it's like matte black and it's cool. Yeah, it's, it just looks cool. It's this little. I like things that look vintage. I don't know why. As I get older, it's like every anything that looks old is aesthetically pleasing to me.
0: Hmm. With that being said, speaking of being old, happy birthday to this man's wife who, right. who is was her birthday yesterday. Bro, how does she at thirty-seven years old, how does she do it, bro?
1: How does she do what?
0: How does she do the she has her lash business, she works, she like for you to be thirty seven and to be doing all of that, bro, you gotta
1: Yeah man, it takes discipline, it takes uh
0: <laughs> you went flaccid. My my mic just went through <laughs> No, you just be saying whatever comes to your head, huh? You you, you don't care, you don't give a damn. no,
1: no. Nah, <laughs> Nah, uh she just she's somebody she's disciplined. She's she's been able to uh you know, she's been able to have that gift from God.
0: You know, I am proud of her in that regard, like for real. by the way I'm joking. Her his wife is not thirty seven years old. I was gonna let the joke run, but I feel like she's she's twenty seven. Yeah, twenty seven. She's twenty seven as of yesterday. So Joe me happy birthday. We love you. And um yeah, I might go get my lashes on one of these days. With that being said, with that being said, love to hear that. I want, I want to hear what question you got for me today, bro.
1: The question of the day, and feel free for anybody in the live to, you know, just go on the live answer. We want to know about you guys. We want to know how you guys are feeling. Um, What has been deep? What has been? What has been deep in your mind lately, bro? Uh,
0: What is something
1: that you've constantly been thinking about? What's been heavy on your mind? See, I wrote it down, but I just. I'm, I was trying. I'll be trying to just
0: you know we nonchalant about yeah it, and say yeah, things yeah. off the head, but
1: then I'm like, You I'm gotta forgot. read it. You gotta, yeah, read I gotta it. read it.
0: Um, heavy on my mind. Give me a second.
1: This man is adjusting himself. As he does, I will answer that first. So something that's been heavy on my mind lately just has been, um, the future. I guess I would say, just how, how um. How it's gonna be, man? When when it's when the dust clears, like may like maybe I'm like I'm not even too deep into the future, but maybe like a couple years from now, like two years from now, or even or or maybe even this same time next year,
0: because
1: mm-hmm. we got a lot going on. Yeah, there there is a lot going on, especially you know you like are very close to me. I have a lot going on in my own life, and it's just like where am I gonna be really be in terms of everything? In terms of you know my Economic state of the world. Oh my <laughs> now, God, like, I know you're gonna say now. In terms of, in terms of, like you know, this pod. Hopefully, you know, not hopefully. I know God is gonna bless us tremendously. You know, my relationships, my relationship with you guys, my relationship with my wife. You know, just those around me. Right. Even where I'm gonna live is kind of like, like I feel like as of now I'm 26 years old and I've, I've, it's never been like just straight. Like you see the graph where it's like up and down, up and down, up and down. Right. Like I want, I like, I want. I'm excited to see if at one point. It's just going to be like a straight, a good, like a good positive. Yeah, yeah. But like a straight just line. Like
0: stability, basically.
1: Yes. Right. And that, that is that is one, what I'm working towards. But also, you know, it's heavy on my mind just because, you know, the future the future is, is inevitable.
0: Yeah. The future, that's a scary thing. It is inevitable. And um,
1: <laughs> look who we got on the live. We got Jacob on the live. Jersey Jacob. Good morning, bro. We're happy to have you here, man. Don't worry, one day we're gonna in, have you here
0: in here. We're working the, towards that. Or upstairs because that's where the students gonna be. Yeah. But um let's see. Heavy on my mind lately. Bro, honestly, I have been really the I don't wanna sound like too deep talking about this because it's really not that deep. Bro, I don't care. Talk about it.
1: Express yourself. If it's if it's heavy on your mind, it's because it's important.
0: Well, the finality of life has been on my mind a lot lately how quick it is how sure death is know that might sound a little bit morbid but at the same time i'm like we've had some pretty close to death experiences yes we have a couple times um <clears throat> a couple years ago when i got covid mm-hmm. nearly took me out
1: it wasn't going to take you out.
0: I know it wasn't, but it, it tried. And um, I'm over here thinking like, okay, life is, it's a a puff of air, biblically speaking, it's a puff of air. And what am I doing to maximize the, you know, what the output that I have on this life? What am I doing to make sure that it's, that I'm, that I'm, taking advantage of my talents and putting it out there. Right. And honestly, I've been just trying to focus on what's important. I want to help people. Right. I want to be a good husband. I want to be somebody who inspires. I want to be somebody who uses the max of my talents. Because the last thing I want to do, the last thing I want to do is get to heaven and God show me all of my potential and what I was expected to do with it and me not to be anywhere close to that. Right. So...
1: I was actually, I was thinking about that yesterday. Like, I don't know if it had any influence to the, bruh. Just go
0: ahead.
1: Any bro. influence to this question, but it's like, one of my favorite movies of all time is called, like, Top 2. hmm It's called Boyhood. My wife is on the live. She knows, like, one. Like I saw that movie, and I saw, like, when I first discovered it. You
0: know who else is on the live? Who? We got Christian on the live.
1: That's my Christian, though.
0: That, are you sure?
1: Yeah, what Christian What Christian you think is on the live?
0: Never mind. I thought it was Rosario. No, nah, no. Nah. Because he got the same emoji.
1: Hey, shout out Christian Paredes, man. Yeah. Shout out Christian, whoever, whatever Christian this is. Shout out to you. But I was watching. I was thinking. I was looking up the Moe Boyhood because I, I, I've have had the desire to watch it recently, and it's just a movie that for those who don't know, it's a movie that it takes twelve years. Like it literally was started recording like two thousand two, and it ended in I don't know the math. What is it like two thousand nine? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow. But. And it just shows, and it just shows, it just shows the you know how a boy goes from a boy to a teenager mm-hmm. going off to college, and one of the one of the most one of the best scenes in that movie is when he is off is going off to college and he sits down with his mom and she's saying she's sad about it, and she's saying, look at me like I'm a mess, like she's crying and she's selling her son, and she's like, I just didn't think you'd be so happy to leave, and he's saying, I'm not happy to leave. Like I just you know it's part it's part of the boyhood, like i I gotta go, and she's like, Yeah, but now you're off to college, I did what I was supposed to. I got my degree, I got married, I divorced um i s- i'm I'm shipping you off to college, your sister's off to college, and then it's like she asks herself she's like, What's next for me?
0: There's always something else, but is there though, I feel like there is bro, think about it, think about it for a second we we are married, right, we own our homes, right those are already two things that a few years ago we thought it was going to be like, it was never going to happen. Right. Right. And now we're here sitting, literally we're sitting in the answer to our prayers. Now there's, there's always something else because back then we weren't seen past this point. No. But now that we're here, we're, we are seeing a lot beyond or further beyond. And I feel like that's something that in my opinion is innate in us. Like it's nature. Not in a greedy way, but in a healthy, ambitious type of way. Right. And I feel like God put that in us to never be complacent. There's always something else, something else, something else. And even that example that you were giving, this man went through highs and lows. He got his degree, but he got divorced. You know, No wife. The, the mom, I mean. Exactly. It got to, Yeah, yeah. There's always something next, something yeah. else. Like, okay, now what? Because what? You're just going to stay where you are? And and I, I pray to God that I never, ever feel complacent. No matter how old I am, the matter if I'm retired- Whatever, I'm always going to be like, okay, what else is there? Until God calls me home, what else is there to do?
1: Although I do think at one point he
0: calls us to rest. like, Bro, that is so important. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I've actually also been thinking about rest and how I don't feel like I deserve it just yet, right? Right. However, rest is so important to God Mm -hmm. that... When we hear that God created the world in how many days? Seven. Seven. That seventh day is rest. Mm-hmm. So He includes rest as part of the creation. Doesn't say, "Oh, He did it in six days," and then uh, no, He did it in seven days. But right. on that seventh day, He rested. And I feel like God is just setting the, the you know the stage for listen. You got to work. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be tough, but you can't forget to rest. Exactly. You can't forget to just sit down and. You know, not in his case, not really, but in your case, regenerate, recuperate. Yes. Make sure that you're not burning yourself out, which we don't talk about is enough, especially husbands. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, you know, that same example, like he, he, even with his time, you know, as Jesus, like he came up to, he, he he came up to, um, he went up to the mountains. Yeah, he was like, I, he, Jesus, was probably like, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired, and and that burnout point is so is so. You have to be self-aware enough to recognize when you are burning out because there's been times where as men, I have felt the pressures of of being a husband because yeah. there's pressure in that. And it's like, do I really have time to rest though? Because many times we think that if we take that one, not even a day, if we take those few hours to rest, yeah, everything else will fall apart without us being there to hold it.
0: We we can definitely uh, sabotage ourselves with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Because I know that rest sometimes, again, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm in that state right now. Mm-hmm. It feels unearned, undeserved. But we do still have to take the time out, I'm telling you, especially as men, because I know this for a fact. When we let restlessness, that's the word, restlessness, mm-hmm. take hold upon us, we get irritated, easily annoyed. That ends up manifesting itself in emotional unintelligence, in a lack of maturity. Mm-hmm. We start lashing out.
1: Yeah, we start. We, we just start acting
0: out of character. Yeah. So, a lot of those things can be um, can be taken care of if we learn how to take care of ourselves. And I don't want to. By the way, I want to be very clear with this. I don't want to fall into the the self care cult, right? At AKA religion, mm-hmm. where every oh I need self care. No, yes, you do need to take care of yourself. But part of, in my opinion, self care. Is working on what you have to do, not being a procrastinator. That's one of my biggest flaws, bro. Mm-hmm. The reason why we're still recording here, probably not, you know, is is because I, I believe it's a direct result of my procrastination in many areas. So, with that being said, we have to learn that self care is a good thing, but when you idolize it, yeah. when you make it into like, oh, everything is about me, I need to make sure that. There's a pl-
1: there's a place in 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 the Bible that I saw it I saw it like not too like a few days ago where it was talking about like one of the things about um like one of the things that's going to happen like during like you know like soon to be the coming of Jesus and stuff like that is that is that people are going to be infatuated with the self. Yeah. Like everything is just going to be about yourself. I don't know where it said it but I know that in the past week I I did see that somewhere.
0: Bro, I also read something in the Bible that is one of my more one of the more fascinating things I've read. Yeah. On that same note, being obsessed with self in Philippians it says, "Don't have a higher opinion of yourself than you should have."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like basically, like, yo, take it easy, chill out. Yeah. Like you're not as hot as you think you are. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 mainly a an invitation, which is the entire premise of this entire podcast. It's an invitation to look inward, an invitation to to reflect upon yourself. And if you looked inward, and your opinion and your conclusion is "I'm better than everyone else," you weren't looking inward properly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You you were projecting, but you weren't introspecting.
1: It's hard to it's hard to not to not it's hard to do that because sometimes sometimes people create um the narrative with you, and you sometimes we tend to fall into that self fulfilling self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, where people see you and they. You might, not, you might be like the most humble person in the world, but to them, you might seem like... And that's something that I myself, I remember growing up in church, people used to think that I thought myself to be higher than I was.
0: I got the same thing, too.
1: And I never understood why. You know
0: what it is? When you... All right. I'm going to do a quick analysis of your person, right? You always do. But yeah. Right. Um. By the way, shout out to Hannah. She's on the live. I haven't seen her in a while. We miss you. Miss you. Anyway... Um, you ever since I got to know you, I met you when you were like what
1: I was like 13, 12.
0: No, 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 chill. I I, I met you when when you were like 15, so some, you know, high school, yeah, young. Ever since then, the one thing I've noticed about you is the fact that it's not that you're emotionless, because that's far from the truth, but you don't exude a lot of emotions upon first thought. You know, you, you're you funny, you laugh. Some, you laugh sometimes that I think we're going to lose you. Like, you'll be <laughs> crying, you'll be losing your air and everything. But other times when you, you, know, you just be chilling, that people can easily assume, and me if you're still lis- listening to the live, which is this man's wife, by the way, you can actually confirm this. We can easily assume that you're lost in thought. Yeah. We can easily assume that and sometimes you are, but most of the times you're not. We can easily assume that you're upset, easily assume that Whatever it is, but really you're just... It, it,
1: the bar's open. Exactly. It could be anything.
0: And also another reason why people might think that you thought more of yourself than you should, you didn't give in to people's criticisms.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Like, you didn't think, like, you didn't think, like, okay, well, that person's opinion about me doesn't really mean much to me. And I feel like to a certain point, that's a good thing to have. Yeah. It's a good thing to, you know, to, to not be... Um, to not be dragged down by what the, what the next person thinks about you. Mm-hmm. And it's important, especially as husbands, because, well, again, the, the topic of this live is, are are we ready for marriage? We'll get there in a are second.
1: We, I think we should change it to, are we ready for commitment?
0: Okay, commitment. I like that. But um, I, I will always champion marriage, by the way. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Mm, I don't know I don't know Because the thing is if we, I don't want to like Sugarcoat it bro Get married I don't care No yeah.
1: no but it's it's part of it Get married But you can't ha- I feel like you can't have one Without the other
0: That's I mean Definitely um, But but, I,
1: but in my opinion I think commitment starts From the moment you decide to Go steady with somebody
0: Absolutely So That is true Now To finish my analysis about you Go ahead That's why people thought that About you The reason they thought about it About me Which is the stupidest reason
1: because you were a musician,
0: I was a musician in church, and I enjoyed what I was doing, and I, and I would have fun while I was doing it. And somebody, you know, came to me and she said, "Why do you, why do you play for yourself and you don't play for God?" And I'm like,
1: "That is insane to to be told that."
0: I'm like, "Hold on, hold 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 the phone. <laughs> I'm just having a good time up there, and God is having a good time with me too. I'm sorry that you can't see that." It's it's really nothing more than that.
1: Yeah.
0: It's nothing more than that. And I'm not gonna lie, there have been some moments in my, you know, career as a musician where I have felt I felt like it was no longer a service to God but a chore. Right. I didn't want to do it anymore for various reasons that we won't get into today. But um it, it just became this this overwhelming not uh nonchalant is no word, monotonous thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe there, but the other times when I was just having fun doing it with you guys vibing, uh, we, you know, in the pocket, we, we, when we did something that we, oh, we just put the stank face. Yeah. People, <laughs> a, a lot of people actually came to me and told me like I need to dial it down, like turn it down a notch because I'm having, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just doing my thing. Mm-hmm. But um, with that being said, a lot of the times, immediate analysis of of people just upon what you see is Mm -hmm. the worst thing that you can do.
1: Right.
0: And you mentioned something earlier which I just want to define it for the people who don't know. You mentioned a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Yeah, I was actually going to dive into that too. Okay.
0: So, just to uh, iron that out, a self-fulfilling prophecy is the following. You assume, and this is one of the examples, right? You assume that somebody is going to treat you a certain way. Mm Mm-hmm. You act according to that assumption. Yep. And because of your actions, that person treats you the way that you had prescribed them to treat you in the first place. So it wasn't that they were going to treat you that way. You acted in a certain way that caused that treatment to happen, and therefore you became a self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: And I think it happened so much within the You know, us men that we are viewed from a very young age to be something that it might not be in us to really be, but because we're told that this is what we have to be our whole lives, we end up, you know, going into it and becoming that. Yeah, at an early age, sixteen, whatever, moving on, and then it's just so hard to be who you
0: who you really want to be. It becomes a character trait. Mm -hmm. It becomes your personality, Uh, and it's unfortunate because then. It's really hard to convince you that you're wrong yourself because you say, I said XYZ mm-hmm. and look at it, look at it there. And but,
1: people say XYZ
0: exactly. So it's really hard for you to to say, Hey, listen, I know you said XYZ, but the only reason XYZ happened is because you acted like it, it was already happening. Mm-hmm. Now, just so you know, for the people who are married or thinking about getting married, this is a, dentr- a detrimental mindset to have in a marriage. It's terrible because you're automatically attributing to malice what can be attributed to ignorance what I mean by that is you're blaming this person for doing something that you are actually having to cope with I made a video the other day it was like so this is how you know if your husband is cheating on you or you're getting cheated on I remember then you're no. like and then like why are you still watching this you're really expecting a stranger on the internet to give you reasons to look for ways to see if you're being cheated on with no evidence whatsoever you are inclined. I don't know that many people just want to see the video, but a lot of people yeah. like they, they were saying, like, oh, I'm guilty. Oh, caught mm-hmm. me slipping. There's no reason why you should lean into the doubt aspect of relationships. Yeah. Especially if that person has done nothing to cause the trauma that you're dealing with. They're not I want to tell the ladies out there, your man is not at fault for with the men that you dealt with in the past.
1: Mm.
0: For the men out there, your girl is not at fault for the women that you've dealt with in the past you are 100 percent responsible for that
1: a whole new person it's a whole new person
0: exactly and even if the person that you're with now reflects the people that you've been in the past
1: that's still your. that fault. is
0: still your fault
1: yeah i, I just think that I, I, that i've seen somewhere that people just they're attached to that same they're attached to that same that same type of person that like, same mentality yeah,
0: yeah i know what you mean
1: because that that's what you're so accustomed to that it's like that's that's what i like
0: it's crazy how much i've seen that happen it's like, the, the same self.
1: it's the same as like women for example that they can't like if they they're in a domestically abused um abusive. abusive relationship yeah and then they can't leave because they the part of them doesn't want to believe that they actually kind of like that yeah and then they even if they do leave they hop they hop into a whole new relationship but then they feel like something's missing
0: yeah you know the way that i've interpreted that because i'm not going to say that they like it right
1: no, right.
0: What I um what I have noticed is that when you are shown a certain, you know, bastardization of what love is, not what love really is, but like a perverted version of it, right. like abuse mm-hmm. or whatever. When you get out of that and you experience what love is supposed to look like, mm-hmm. you don't know how to act. You tend to sabotage you tend to, you know, flee from it because all you know is abuse. All you know is, and then it's, it's so sad, but you feel a certain sense of comfort that comes with that because this is all you know.
1: That is all you know.
0: And I, I, I grieve for the women and men because, you know, a lot of men go through that too that have gone through that situation and that scenario because they don't know what love is supposed to be. I've seen marriages get destroyed, bro, because either the man or the woman. Has not experienced a healthy version of love, the man and or woman is then giving that person a good version of love, and they freak out.
1: Yeah, and many of us like blame it on our, you know, our, our upbringing. Yeah, our our upbringing. We we see something in in the household that we're so accustomed to seeing, which can be a double sword, a double edged sword. Um, even to even to if you see, for example, like an example that I seen in in the book that I'm reading was that. He was saying how if even in positive ways, it can be too much because now you set a standard that's kind of impossible to reach. Yeah. So many of us can see a parent, like a very good, happy household where love is just flowing, love is all this. And it's OK to have a certain high standards, but it's also OK to be realistic. Because the problem is that when we have this high standard, the one flaw that we see from a very good person that could potentially be a good partner, we decide to dismiss them.
0: Now, I, I want to challenge you on that because I understand what you mean. Right. right. However, I disagree on this on the premise that um, being realistic equals not having a high standard. Because what I, the way that I see it is, if I'm raising a daughter or a son and I am the ultimate version of what a good father should be. Right. This is going to sound selfish. I don't care if they die alone because of the standard that I set up for them, because I would rather them die alone than live miserably with right. somebody. Boop. so with 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 that being said, I feel like the best case scenario is be the best standard that you can be. Mm-hmm. and then more people will be raised in that. And then but I don't really feel like that's gonna um, what's the word? I don't feel like that's gonna clog their vision. It's not gonna blind them when they see like somebody who is a potential partner. They're going to see their flaws, but they're going to be better equipped to know what they're willing to deal with.
1: But in some cases, it is. Because do you consider yourself a good husband? Absolutely. You have flaws? Many. If a girl approaches, you're a single, you're a single man. Let's say you, you're single, but you still have these good husband qualities. Yes. Imagine her looking at you and saying, this man is a good husband, mm-hmm. but he's a procrastinator. I don't want him.
0: That's her prerogative. Yeah. So, and I feel like, in my opinion, in my opinion, she wasn't really raised with the best standards either. Because I feel like you can be realistic.
1: But that's what I mean. That in the in then in when what I said, that's what I was kind of referring to. As. But,
0: but but then you also have to understand, she's gonna see her father's flaws either way. Doesn't matter if the, maybe this man was not a procrastinator, right?
1: You'd be surprised how many women out there look at their at their father like they're the perfect being.
0: Well, and, but but let me tell you that. When somebody's raised with both parents, Mm -hmm. especially the father, that creates a healthy mindset with them. And I feel like if if the father isn't there, then those projections are gonna be more vivid. Mm -hmm. For example, talk about all, all the time, my wife. My wife's father was not always or there to you know, in and out. And at first that was causing projections onto me because of the the absence and the thing about about carmen she had a bad father figure which is her father but she also had two good father figures which were her brother-in-laws and she's seen what a man should look like and what a man should do for his family and what a man should not do for his family right so right there that makes it difficult on me because now it's like the the standard that she's seeking is so much higher. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, this is what I need, and this is what I will not accept. Right. A lot of women don't see that. Right. So with that being said, I feel like that is a more difficult scenario than somebody who was raised in the right conditions. Absolutely. And 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 sees okay, my father was the there. stats are
1: still there. The stats speak for themselves. Exactly. The the and thing. I feel
0: I feel like by the time you get to marriage age, you're going to be able to see like, all right, my, my dad had his flaws. Yeah. Like me, absolutely. Like your, my dad had his flaws, but at the same time, I absolutely love the fact that he was there for me. You know, I feel like that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing. If you are there for your kids, you're setting them up for success. Statistically speaking, and realistically speaking,
1: now it's crazy because obviously not every dynamic is different, and like it's just a little backstory. Like my dad also like left at a young age, and he didn't leave. Like she, my mom just. My, yeah. my mom left them. Right. But it was due to infidelity. Right. And to this day, till this day, my mom has said that if she was Christian when it happened, she would have forgiven because my dad was a great husband, a great partner.
0: Do you think you got daddy issues, bro?
1: Me? Yeah. No. No? Did you ever have them? Uh, no. I, like For real, for real? Yeah. I don't think I ever had daddy issues because... I just see things from a bigger picture, and I just think that things were supposed to happen how they were supposed to happen in order for me to be who I am. And oh, I told my dad that. Oh, yeah, you told me that you did. He he, he told me when, for my 18th birthday. He put me to the side, and he goes, I just want to say I'm sorry for everything I did. And I'm like, don't be, because you did exactly. It was part of the plan, basically.
0: Yeah. It's a hard thing to hear, though.
1: It is. But that's why that's why people be like, oh, you got to forgive your dad. Is like, I can't forgive him because I, I don't have anything to... I don't have a grudge.
0: You know... I feel like... All right. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. I don't know if I agree you with that. You think I have daddy issues? N- not... N- all right. I don't think that just because you don't have a grudge doesn't mean that you should forgive, don't need to forgive. Okay. Uh. I tell my wife that all the time, too. Hmm. It's it's like, just because you feel numbness towards this person, you feel like their absence was just that, absence. That created a slew of psychological issues for (laughs) y'all. I'm taking you to therapy right now, bro. Okay. That created just a plethora of issues that you have to deal with. Because, I'll tell you this, being... Raised with a father is the best thing that can happen to a young man or, or a young woman. I agree. And the absence of that father puts us at risk for so many, so many things to go wrong in our lives. If you look at the statistics, bro, most people that are in jail, fatherless. fatherless. Most people who die at a young age, fatherless. Mm-hmm. Most kids who have to work, fatherless. Most kids that have poverty fatherless right and also men who experience lack of emotional maturity at an old age are also fatherless mm-hmm. Um, my father was in my life growing up and I see other people whose fathers were not in their lives and I can see the difference night and day this is not bragging by the way because my father had his had his uh his fair share of, yeah. of flaws too but um I feel like it's not that you have to forgive because you're frustrated or you're mm-hmm. you know you're upset at that person. Cause at one point, let me ask you this. At one point did you ever ask yourself, where's my dad? No. Then by that definition, it means that you were forced into growing up into a maturity that was not there, not yet for you, bro.
1: Anyway he was. <laughs>
0: but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like you I feel like Kids who have to, like, for example, I'm gonna Carmen's gonna kill me because I'm talking about this a little bit too much, but I don't care. Carmen told me one time, like, her dad went to visit, and he left back to wherever he was, and she was crying, and she she was like very young, she wasn't even like seven years old yet. Mm. She wiped her tears off, and she said to herself, "Why am I crying? This man is never here anyway." Do you think that that's something that a seven year old should have to assess? No. No. Do you think that you, at whatever age you were when your father was not in your life anymore, do you think that that you should have to assess at, at that young age, well, I guess that's how things are. No, that's not healthy for a child. Have you had issues putting your wife before your, your mother? Yes, Do you think that's healthy? No. I feel like that's a direct causation of not having a healthy father figure.
1: Yeah, because my mom had to be both.
0: Exactly. Your mother had to be your mom, your father, your friend, your counselor, and everything. Something that should be divided amongst, Mm -hmm. you know?
1: Not just me, but to my sister as well, because it's literally the same thing.
0: You know? I feel that we have to be open with everything that we're going through, Mm -hmm. or have gone through, because I know that at this point, you're probably healed, thank God, because that's not something that anybody should have to go through. Right. Right. And even me, I'm I'm gonna talk about myself. My parents, they've been together ever, you know, forever. But when I was growing up, it was a lot of okay, I'm gonna be working while this one goes to DR, then this one goes to DR. I I was living with one parent for quite a while, either or. And that wasn't healthy for me either, Mm because I had to sleep in other people's homes sometimes Mm -hmm. while my mom got back from work. I was like, oh, where's my dad? I didn't see my dad for months. So that can actually have a you know, negative effect. Now, going back to the original subject, because you didn't mean to take it to therapy, though. Thank,
1: no, that's all right. Thank you for
0: being a good sport. <laughs> uh, uh, for those people who grew up with both parents, they are already at an advantage. And again, it is better if it makes them le- live their life alone. Because I know people who have had both parents, that <laughs> people would say they should be married at this age, but mm-hmm. they're not, but they're happy because they know what they're willing to put up with.
1: But I, don't, I also don't, I don't want to ignore the people because this is obviously more goes, you know, it goes, it's more to that. You can live with both parents and still be in a very toxic home. Yeah. So this is, this is the point that, you know, we we spoke about last week that you can't allow that to define who you are as an older person. No, that's true. They should get to a certain age where it's like, okay, I recognize that my parents for, you know, that was my definition of love. The fact that they would yell at each other, the fact that they would call each other mean things and be disrespectful, which is an example that wasn't my case. Yeah, yeah. And I grew up with that. And the fact that they stayed together, that just meant that they were strong. Because that's the difference. A lot of people think just because you put up with a lot of things, that means that the relationship is strong. Yeah. No, that just means that you're accustomed to whatever you're you're living in.
0: You're complacent.
1: You're complacent. Yeah. And as a grown adult, you shouldn't be in your 30s talking about, oh, this is just how I love because that's how my parents show love.
0: That's such a bad place to be. And, again, that that sets us up for um, even dealing with our own relationships. It sets us up for failure, and we have to fight against that. And it's interesting. Manny actually um, mentioned a few things here. Uh, he said that, you know, let me, let me just scroll up here because this is not scrolling. He's talking about me. Yeah, no, know. But, um... He said, have you ever been frustrated at mundane skills that you should be, be able to do, like, let's say, handiwork or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah, Then those are daddy issues. In my head, I answered it, yeah. Yeah, but, but just to, like, tackle the second part, which is what we're talking about right now, his father issues show up in his lack of reference when it comes to being good husbands. And that is very, very accurate. Not, not saying for him, but I'm saying that's right. a, an accurate assessment because I've seen it happen with other men. I've actually seen men grew up with their fathers, but their fathers were emotionally absent. Mm -hmm. And they don't have a good reference when they have to acknowledge their emotions in marriage. Right. That was my case. My father was not the most emotionally uh, warm person there is. I can attest to that. (laughs) You know, He, he, he laughed every now and then, but he wasn't really...
1: It was a rare sight.
0: It was a rare sight. You know, now he's laughing more than ever, thank God. Yeah. But before when I was growing up, I didn't really see my dad as this emotionally...
1: Intelligent.
0: No, not intelligent. He was emotionally intelligent and he was available too. Oh, well, he was. But he wasn't like, he didn't exude a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in a certain way, that kind of sets me up for failure when it comes to me exuding my emotions in marriage, because I feel like that's something that my wife needs to see. She needs to see somebody who is in touch with his emotions, does not let his emotions dominate him, but more than anything, is able to control them. Yeah. Like, now know What. I'm just saying it's one of those things that we have to, we're not necessarily set up for success. Mm-hmm. We see people fighting, we see people arguing, and we think that that's normal when it's right. really not.
1: I think it goes back to that old, good old example where, you know, two sons grow up with their dad who's a drunk, and one of them grows up to be successful, the other one grows up to be just like the dad. Yeah. So it's kind of like you you have the choice at the end of the day. Yeah. You have the choice to see that and educate yourself well enough to understand that that is not That is not the definition of love. That is not the definition of a happy, safe home.
0: No. But but, like I always say, you either learn by avoidance or by imitation. Yes, sir. And for those of you who are, you know, actually seeing what your parents have done, maybe they have, maybe they're responsible for your lack of empathy towards people. Maybe they're responsible for, you know, your quickness to respond in a harsh manner. You need to take ownership for that. Mm Mm-hmm because as much as we I like the fact that we're talking about what can cause this type of uh emotional trauma right the causation is one thing you are the one that's keeping it up though mm-hmm. you cannot keep that up and expect to be a good spouse
1: yeah and you cannot keep that up and expect somebody to just rub your back and be like it's okay
0: exactly it's
1: okay that your parents were because it gets to a point and and we got to be we, we got to be real it gets to a point where your spouse is gonna be like okay like, Enough is enough. Like, uh-huh. I get it. You know, I've been here for years while I take, you know, little jabs that you've mm-hmm. that you taken from yeah, your from, yeah. from, from your parents. I've been here for years taking that in myself, but still consoling you. Yeah. I but think enough it, is enough. Yeah. I think it's time that we address this issue, get help yeah. so that we can grow. Because a lot of times, you know, everybody wants to, you know, we all want to grow in marriage, but they forget the growing part. Exactly. They just go, you know.
0: It's, it's very true that many times we get married not acknowledging the trauma that we have and i'm gonna say this a lot of people don't like when i say this but when you get married you sign up to deal with that other person's trauma yeah right the ideal scenario is you handle that before you get married it is probably not going to uh it's probably not going to be hold on hold on i just read manny's message i want to clarify something um I'm not saying that he, I asked him if he had father issues, he said no, and I agree with him. I'm saying maybe he did in the past, so Mm -hmm. that's all. So with that being said, uh, you cannot allow the person that you're with to be the direct uh, casualty of your lack of maturity, of your inability to handle your emotional trauma, of your inability to see inward Mm -hmm. and say, okay, this is my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything that happens it's it's a reaction that you did, that you had, yeah, of course. let's say that you are not empathetic to your to your spouse when you were a child, you probably had a reaction to a lack of empathy toward towards you mm-hmm. so now that's how you would uh, you know address yourself that's how you mm-hmm. move. Your wife doesn't need that. your husband doesn't need that
1: yeah, because you can still you you can still have the trauma, yeah, I'm like I have a mom and I have mommy issues, okay, why? I w- you. There's a reason why I stayed shut a lot during, like, in my marriage. I didn't express myself. and Why is because I have a sister. It, most of the time, it was just me and my mom and my sister. My mom, obviously, as my mom is older than me, my sister is older than me by, like, I think, like, maybe five, six years. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest issues in marriage was validation. I did not feel validated. Why? Because as a child, whenever I spoke up, I was told to be quiet all the time. Okay. And that is something that, again, got dragged on to my marriage but it'd be ignorant in me to continue that to continue my marriage and just be like oh no i just don't talk because my mom she just told me to shut up all the time
0: yeah 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 honestly that manifested itself with me too in a different way because i can see how your lack of validation would would manifest itself in like okay uh nobody talks to me type thing Mm. leave me alone Mm. then for me lack of validation could have manifested itself in you know acting out of pocket like overacting, overreacting, uh, mm, trying to get a reaction, okay. garner attention type right. of thing. So that could validate, you know.
1: Plus, I feel like you were a twin. So it was, uh, considering the fact that you guys are at the same age, yeah. it's kind of like, so maybe sometimes you felt like one was getting more than the other.
0: I never really felt that, to be honest with you. Mm. Thank God my parents were very... Well uh, balanced. They, they were well balanced and, and they never compared us to the other. They were very keen on the fact which is which is by the way, I do want to say this. It's uh <laughs> a milestone for all Dominican parents to have this level of of maturity when it comes to raising two twins. Mm-hmm. They were able to recognize that we are two individual human beings and we two like we like different things. We uh ass, like, we assess ourselves differently and we move differently. That does not make one better than the other. It doesn't make one yeah. you know. Which
1: is a good thing because I in many studies I I've known that when parents try to make their twins for whatever cute reason the same they kind of end up you know um resenting them. Yeah. Like the one twin to, to the other because it's like, I don't want to be like him. Yeah. Stop trying to make me like him. I'm not him.
0: You know, I can honestly say my brother's one of my best friends. My twin brother's one of my best friends which is, uh, it's very hit or miss. Right. They can either be somebody that you love to death, you die for, or somebody that you don't really want to talk to. So I'm glad that that ended up in that way.
1: Yeah. But going back to, to you know, we were talking about like trauma, like the human aspect of just not just telling your spouse for the rest of their lives it's okay to deal with this yeah but then as men we also got to take the accountability as it comes yeah because like i said it once i'm not every not every act of accountability is an attack towards you yeah which is the, the problem because then we see as an attack then we go into defensive mode real quick and then it's like oh then instead of acknowledging that we have a fault we just start to point the finger at the other person's fault because it's like we're, we're the same if i need help you need help
0: oh my god that is such a pet peeve i have bro with men that I see, especially men. Go off. Why is it that we automatically assume that when our spouse is correcting us, when our spouse is, you know, calling, holding us accountable for our actions, mm-hmm. you know, as the adults that we are, we love, even if we don't say it out loud. Flipping the script. We love to flip the script and, and just assume that it's an attack on our person. Mm-hmm. Which, if you want to interpret it as that, let's say, yes, it is an, an attack on your person. Because that person needs to be destroyed. We need to have we need to have somebody that is not this person that you are right now. We need this version of you needs to go away. This version of you that is Im- immature, quick to yell, quick to reference their trauma, but not to reference it for better, but to reference it to act like that person. Yeah, that person needs to be attacked because yeah. that is not a good person. And I I don't want to sugarcoat this because we have to break out of the mentality that everything has to be sugarcoated for us. No. Yes, there is a loving way to address your spouse. Yeah, grace. There is a gracious way to address your spouse. However, it does not matter how much grace your wife or husband is going to put on the words. If you are not willing to change, it's going to sound like an attack to you. It's the same thing with, uh, this is going to be a bit of a left field uh, reference, but when it comes to God, his holiness, and our sin, God's holiness will always be offensive to our sinful nature.
1: Mm.
0: Because the more we are in God's presence, the more his holiness is made apparent, the more our sin is magnified. When we are with a loving spouse, which again, this is beautiful the fact that I'm talking about this because we we are to be direct reflections of God in marriage. God tells wives to to submit to their husbands and their husbands to love their wife like Jesus loved the church. We are to be direct reflections of God within our marriage. So whenever I am in a marriage with a healthy person, with a person who knows what what they're worth, and a person who basically exudes the love of God, anything that they do to challenge my, the status quo, to challenge who I am, mm-hmm. is going to be offensive if I am not willing to change.
1: That's the uncomfortability.
0: That, that is the uncomfortable part, which is...
1: Cause it's who we've been our whole lives. Yeah, and the and like I was like swiping through my little thing here, and like this you is what found I
0: found something. I saw your face. You yeah, found
1: something. And we because we were talking about that like the attack and everything. But there's the, the you know flipping the script again. Weaponizing something is not the same as holding somebody accountable. Say it again. Weaponizing something is not the same as holding people accountable.
0: Yeah, you have to be very careful. That's
1: right. that's called manipulation.
0: Yeah, you have to be very careful on how you tread when it comes to holding people accountable. Like. You cannot pretend to see change if what you're doing isn't really accountability, but it's manipulation. Mm-hmm. Because you know what's going to happen? Manipulation can cause a change in people, but that change is not it's done. the wrong kind of change. Exactly. That, that change did not happen because they acknowledged what needed to be done. That change happened because either they acknowledged they were being manipulated, mm-hmm. to be very honest. We're not as stupid as people think we are. Mm-hmm. We acknowledge that we're being manipulated, and we just don't want to deal with this anymore. That is not the same as saying, damn, I have to deal with this. Yeah, You see the difference? It's like manipulation causes people to not want to deal with things and, and run away. And accountability causes people to want to deal with things so that this does not happen So it again. doesn't happen. So you have to be very careful on how you tread. Men, be careful how you address your wives. The Bible says that women are like fragile vases. And I love that analogy, that, that uh, metaphor, because... A fragile vase, if you let it fall, is gonna break, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to put it back together. And you're gonna cut yourself putting it back together because there's very sharp pieces now. Some things are not gonna fit anymore.
1: And you you gotta do it with love and grace, because again, going back to the scripture, because this just has everything we need. A yep. loving heart will do more than a bitter one.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Like you can't ex- you can't expect change if the way that if, if the way that you are that you are, I guess, leading is just in the wrong way.
0: No, that's that's honestly, I don't have anything else. At least, not the, else to add at least to that. not
1: the at least not the the real the real change because many times, we you know in the terms of manipulation or you have to do this, you have to do this. We 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 hold we hold the relationship up, up here, and we recognize that this relationship is this person's god, and they do whatever it takes to keep it. Yeah, and that can also be a dangerous place.
0: It can be. Uh, I'm not against necessarily doing whatever it takes to keep the relationship, right? Especially if it's something good. Yeah. Especially if you're married. With the exception of abuse. Mm. That's pretty Mm. much it. But I don't... Idolizing relationships is also a bad thing because you don't realize that you're inadvertently putting this person on on a pedestal Mm -hmm. that they're never going to be able to live up to. Uh, Sometimes I feel like we do that, you know, inadvertently. We do it because we... We love this person. They are probably one of the best things that have come to our lives. But we cannot fall into the trap of making that person our, like, our Mm God. Like, yes, my wife, she's everything to me. She means everything to me. And I will will literally go to the grave for that woman. That is my calling. However, I cannot put a shadow over her flaws. Because... Our flaws are not things. I say this, yes. Flaws make us, you know, who we are. Human. But they're not something that we're supposed to just accept. They're things that we're supposed to challenge.
1: Exactly, or celebrate.
0: Exactly. I'm supposed to challenge the fact that I procrastinate.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: that's Johan. He just a pro- no, no. No, that that is not that is an embarrassing trait to be known for. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I should challenge it. If my wife is is known for, let's say, uh rash responses like just quick to act in a certain way Mm -hmm. oh that's her that's her temper no that is the unfortunate results of years of trauma but now it's time to address it and make sure that this is not who you are 10 years from now because the last thing you want to be is who you were in the past all the good things are gone except your flaws
1: exactly I'm pretty sure none of us want to. None of us want to be 50 years old in our rocking chairs, like you know, like we always picture. Yeah. Still dealing with somebody who responds. The responses are always harsh, and or somebody who just procrastinates,
0: or even being that person,
1: or being that person. Would and we, now, which is what I was going to get into, because again, the topic is: Are you ready to get married?
0: No, the topic is dealing with trauma at this point. At this point,
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. (laughs) And it it goes for single men, for single people. Single men, yeah, single people, whatever. It goes for for them, too, because you got to be self-aware enough to know that you don't want to bring whatever it is that that you... There's just things in life that you recognize that you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, I don't need another person to tell me that I'm doing this wrong. Yeah. In, In my stage of being single, I did not need anybody to tell me that pornography was not healthy for me.
0: No. You knew it.
1: You didn't. I did not need anybody to tell me that... I need to be more vocal, or speak up, or 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 or, or, or show my emotion. We don't need anybody else to tell us that.
0: We don't. However,
1: are there some things that maybe we miss out because they wasn't pointed out to us? But I feel like as human beings, there's just certain things that you have to know. That
0: yeah, I feel like yes, there's certain things that you have to know, right? However, there's this very toxic aspect of pride that it makes us feel like we're in the right for whatever. Mm-hmm. For example, I will never I will never back up this the 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 attitude of, "Well, they don't call me whatever, I don't need to call them, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Oh, well, we're friends, but apparently not. Listen. I understand that maybe you feel hurt. That your friend, this is just an example, mm. that your friend, I don't know, just dropped the ball with you for whatever reason. But you know what I was I was writing the other day? Yes, I was writing. Hey, I'm getting back into hey. it. And something came to my mind, and it's basically that empathy is the shortest path to forgiveness. If you are an empathetic person and you put yourself in that other person's shoes... You are going to have a much easier time understanding, maybe not agreeing with, but Mm -hmm. understanding why something happened. For example, you don't know if that person was going through the roughest time of their lives. You don't know if that person, well, they're my friend that should have told me, hey, hey, again, this is not about you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Stop making it about you. That person was probably going through the roughest time they've ever gone through. They're probably dealing with a new situation that was just handed to them out of nowhere. They're probably going through a, t- a transition that had nothing to do with you. And for whatever reason, they isolated. For whatever reason, they, you know, sabotaged themselves. And you as that person's friend, as you claiming that you are, should be quicker to understand than you are to condemn mm-hmm. not justifying their actions, but as soon as we take ourselves out of it, bro, like as soon as we we take ourselves out of the equation, this is not about me, has nothing to do with me. You start you go from how could they do this to me to what can I do for them?
1: Their trauma shouldn't affect your character.
0: Exactly. And if it hurts, that's a sign that you love that person. Yeah. Take that feeling, transform it into. I got to help this person. Because you don't stop loving them. You don't stop, you, you don't stop dealing with them just because they stop dealing with you. That is such a prideful thing to, to say, bro. Imagine years of friendship, decades of friendship, just down the drain because of one mishap. Bro, were you friends ever? You, you were? Okay, deal with it because you you c- couldn't possibly expect a friendship to be all flowers and, good
1: times all the time. and
0: rainbows. Mm-hmm. You know? But, with that being said, you have to be very careful, not enabling that behavior, but make sure that your reaction does not reinforce their actions. Right. Does that make sense? It does. So if y'all, if y'all are taking notes for this podcast, write it down. Empathy is the shortest path to forgiveness. That being said. I, I, I sound terrible, bro. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> I sound like garbage. That being said, how can we help men? Because let's let's deal with the men first, and then we'll deal with the girls, right? Sorry, the women. Yeah. How can we help men assess their trauma for them to be able to actually understand that they have to deal with it? most women let me put it this way more women go to therapy than men there's a stigma right Again, with therapy but also also not just that there is this thing where men feel like this is who they are
1: we're actually talking about that in class really yeah it's um the question was does gender make does gender have vulnerability and and the way the teacher worded it is to, it was kind of dumb, but the way that I understood is that yes, and it's all because of the self-fulfilling prophecy again. The self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Okay. Because like you said, it goes back to the to the stigma, and again, our whole lives, men don't cry, men don't men don't show emotions, and it's the same reason why the statistics say that more men are more likely to commit suicide than women. Yeah. Because there's freedom in speaking, women yes, because of their stigma, which actually helps them. That they are more emotional, that they're more thing. They are more, they are more open to speaking about it. Yeah, than men.
0: That's that's a very hmm.
1: the stigma helps okay. them. The stigma destroys us. At so, least that stigma.
0: So, so basically, the best the best thing to do is to destigmatize this for men. Literally allow them to be in touch with their emotions. And Manny said something really. Really good here, which it was actually going to be my next point, but you know what? Let's just go into it. The answer is men spending more time with men, not just any men. Men spending time with virtuous men.
1: No, hold on. Don't go forget ahead. what you're
0: going to say,
1: because okay. I w- I, w- I just wanted to say. Actually, no, say what you're going to say, because what I'm going to say is literally going to be a whole other topic that you probably going to get. Okay, you're going to want to go on random. You know
0: me up. well. That's why you're on the show with me. You know yeah. me well. Anyway, so. One of my biggest, my biggest things, uh, my biggest hills to die on, or you can say my Roman Empire, is the lack of male leadership, the lack of male role models, and the lack of male relations with each other. When men associate with other men who are good examples, have role models that are good examples, and have leadership that is good example, you are going to have a very different outlook on life and about yourself. Yourself, Your, your accountability is going to go up. Bro, one of the biggest things, one of the best things about you is how you love me for who I am, but you're not afraid to hold me accountable for my my BS. I can't. You You... you have taken upon yourself that whenever you see something that needs to be addressed and I like that you also find the best time to do it you don't just do it just because like I've, I've heard you say bro listen the other day you was talking kind of crazy I didn't want to say nothing then because I know that wasn't going to get in but do you really do you really think that's who you are and I'm like nah bro you're right whatever and we have that that back and forth mm-hmm. and that has been insurmountable for my marriage it's been excellent also, my wife's brother-in-laws. I told myself I want to be husbands like them. Put their family first. Put their wives first. Men of God, and men who 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 don't play around when it comes to their family. Like you, you're gonna no. I'm sorry. Nope. Bye. Nope. Bye. It's 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 a very they they are a threat to the status quo. Like whenever somebody if they want to come to them talking about their kids, they no. I'm sorry. We're not doing that. If we surround ourselves with role models. And and other men that can hold us accountable, we're gonna start seeing drastic change. We're gonna start seeing a lot of these traumas, these these little issues. They're gonna be like, yeah, I thought to that too, and here's what I did to fix it. Or yeah, pornography, yeah, me too. Here's how I got out of that. Oh yeah, uh, uh, my wife, uh, yeah, that was me. Here's what I did. And then they're gonna they're gonna call us out on our BS because that is all, that is the best way for us to recognize. Hold on. How do you know? This is something that Hannah asked. And then yeah. we can go into what you're going to say.
1: Yeah, I won't forget.
0: How do you know when to bring up things like that to men? I hate ruining good times. And I don't want to. Ooh, pick me. Pick me. Pick me. Go ahead, Oscar. <laughs> I I
1: I wanted to answer this one just because I I know how it feels. We, we, we like I know how it feels to feel like I'm having a good time. Whatever I'm, whatever I'm doing like playing video games or whatever yeah. and then get asked something like do you still love me <laughs> you laugh because we've all been there and you know probably to one's own fault because you know we, we reassurance is another is another part of the of the love language but i think the best time to bring this up to your man is number one do something together don't let it be that he's doing something entertaining and you're just come out of the blue. Do something to- together like have breakfast together. Yeah. For example, set that type of mood and be, you know, you seem like a like we know a little bit about Hannah enough to know that she's she seems very emotionally intelligent. Yeah. And you have to set the mood and you have to talk in a, in a way where it's not pointing fingers and more so, and more so like a concern that benefits both of you.
0: Try not to be accusatory. Yeah. Be more, come at it from a, all right, ideally, there have been times, I've thought about this, there have been times where my wife has addressed me in certain ways that I don't necessarily like, right? Right. And whatever, whatever, regardless of how she addressed me, I have to be mature enough to understand that she's still right for what she's saying. Mm -hmm. But then after, I tell her how I would have preferred that she addressed me Mm -hmm. or how she would have gotten a better answer out of me, a reaction out of me. And the, the best way is, babe, I've noticed XYZ. What can I do to help? Because this is not the first time that we talk about it. How, what are we doing wrong and how can we address it? It's that easy. Bro, I guarantee you I'll stand on it most men don't know what that is stand on business Most men don't know what that is a, their girl comes to them like, hey listen, how can I help you be a better man mm-hmm. not just thinking to herself to you babe listen we got this going on this is an issue it's is not the first time it's not even the second time we address it it's causing a problem in our marriage. I don't want you to feel like I'm being accusatory. how can I help you be a better man? Now there's some things, obviously, some certain things that you're not supposed to tolerate regardless. Right. So be firm, but be loving. Yeah. Grace. Irrational, I- grace. Irrational, overabundant, overrunning, overflowing, grace. Because the Bible says that uh I'm actually gonna because I don't want to butcher this. Is something along the lines of in Spanish it says La repota blanda placa la ira. Give me one second.
1: He's looking it up. There's another place in the Bible that that just to help with that, um, just to to anybody else listening, there is a place in the Bible. I think it's in Proverbs. Pretty sure it's Proverbs, because Proverbs is the goal. When I'm
0: looking at Proverbs
1: 15.1. and it says like, I'm not gonna paraphrase, but I'm just gonna basically say kind of the, what it says, and it, and it says kind of know when to know when to speak, know when to when to address something. Yeah, and that doesn't mean ignoring. It just means there's a time and place for everything.
0: Exactly. There is a time and place for everything. That's in Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft word turns away wrath, but a harsh word mm-hmm. stirs up anger. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, Wise people learn from others. Some learn only from their own experience. Fools won't learn. You have to be very careful. That that second part was was a quote, not the verse. You have to be very careful how you address who you want to fix or what you want what that person wants to fix. A, 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 a soft word meaning calm, grace, love, empathy, understanding that will garner a better answer or better reaction to what you're saying. Or sorry, reaction is not what I'm trying to say. A better response because if you get a reaction it's because you probably said something wrong or they weren't in, in the, the right headspace yeah but getting a response yeah that that happens when you talk to each other with respect also that's another thing never let respect leave your lips mm. never let respect leave your lips. We're very quick to let our anger take hold of ourselves very quick and we think that we're justified. You are, I want to tell you something right now. There is a very low probability. You're almost 90% of the time never justified in yelling at another human being. Almost never.
1: Especially your spouse. Because you're supposed to be one.
0: Especially your spouse. And when you disrespect that man, when you disrespect that woman, you are simultaneously disrespecting yourself.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, Hannah, we hope that this helped you. Absolutely. And what I was going to get into, that I know you're about to rant. Go ahead. About is. man, don't tell me I forgot. We were talking about friends, right? Yeah. We were talking about friends. Role models. Oh. Okay. What I was going to say was that. See, there it is again. You forgot? I really did.
0: Oh my gosh, bro. I know, I know. Not on air, not on live TV. I know. I know. It's all right. It's all right. We're talking about friends, about role models, about relationships, holding people accountable. hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I I just forgot.
0: And then you told me that I'm going to forget. That's what I
1: know. I, I, it was going to be such a strong point that I'm like, that I, no, you're good, Hannah. It was going to be such a strong point that it was like, but it's what it, it is what it is.
0: Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Hold on. Because I want to see if we can flesh this out. Uh, no, no. Not going to remember. You're yeah. not going to remember.
1: We're going to need a typewriter here, to like a transcript or something. <laughs> uh,
0: with that being said, I really do hope it comes back, though. With that being said, um, if you're going to address somebody, if you're going to do it, do it during a time where they're ready to receive. Because, by the way, there's a good and a bad time to receive correction. Like, if you can do it immediately while it's happening, Sure. But don't wait for this man to be comfortable. <laughs> don't wait for this man to be doing something and then you come and just, you know. Yeah. That's just it's just not gonna be a good a good look.
1: But just set the mood.
0: Exactly. Be gracious, that's all. Um so we wanna get into the question of the day. Is someone calling you, bro.
1: Is somebody calling me? I
0: don't know. No, not me. Probably Carmen. Either way. Um, let's get into the question of the day. Yes, sir. Which is...
1: Wait, and Manny. What? Manny's being annoying on the live. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> so, conclusion to be ready for commitment.
1: Um, listen to the last episode.
0: Yeah, last episode. <laughs> uh, if you're ready, you know what? Yeah, listen to the last episode.
1: And at the end of the day, you're never really gonna be ready for commitment. That's, 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 that goes along with the loving is a decision thing. It's a, being 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 ready for commitment is all a decision. That's yeah. all it is. That's all it is. You gotta be. You gotta be. You gotta be willing because a dead man isn't tempted.
0: Yeah. A dead man is what?
1: A dead man. You gotta kill the flesh because a dead man is not. Is doesn't get tempted. He
0: doesn't get tempted. That's true. Now, here's a question. Hey, Johan and Oscar. In case you can't read it in my tone, I'm pissed. Oh, Johan and Oscar. <laughs>
1: you can't read. No. I'm uh,
0: my husband and I were at, my, were, were at his family's house. They embarrassed me. My husband didn't say anything. It's been three days since the incident. He doesn't even address it. I am at the point that I do not want to go back to that person's house. We had one of these before. Yeah, but the other time was... Yeah, the, it was the man it that was got embarrassed. The man. Yeah. What do I do? Same rules apply. Same rules apply, man. Uh, I, the the other one, it was a little bit different because we were addressing the woman whose family was the offender. Now, his family is the offender.
1: Same rules apply, man. Yeah. It's all about just respect and You got to... When you're married... It's not about you anymore, man. It's not about your family. It's about your spouse. It's about your partner. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because it's like now she sees, now she sees your family as like, you know, some just people that criticize, gossip, and things of that nature, and mm-hmm. and that sucks even more because you feel like your partner is supposed to be your defender at all times. Not, in, not doesn't matter in front of who. True and. And I and I know for him he's probably like oh it's just it's just a joke what I don't know what happened we don't know any context but it's probably just a joke it doesn't mean anything but now I, I want to know if she addressed it yeah I want to know that part because I I don't
0: think so because it's been days and they haven't talked about it
1: and they haven't talked about it but if I mean if he is if he is a, a emotionally intelligent man he can obviously see a shift in. The because I know I would be able to see a shift. Yeah, for for sure I'd be able to see a, a shift in like the in the room or like how she's or, or how she's acting. But I think the best way, you know, speaking to the woman, I think you you got to be as much as you don't want to. It's been three days. Yeah, you got to be the one to bring it up. Then
0: I I agree. The one thing I will say this: there's why do we forget to place boundaries bro why do we romanticize our lack of boundaries like yeah that's that's my family but this is my wife yeah. and you are to treat her and respect her like Hannah just said just just if the person is upset if that person was mad because mm-hmm. of that you you cannot categorize that as a joke
1: it's just a joke it's such a power move and I hate
0: it yeah it is it's like oh yeah you'll get over it we're just playing around bro that's like
1: you're showing I'm me... gonna sound a
0: little bit sexist right now, okay? Okay. Between men and we, when we have like good friendships, we mm. can bust each other's balls all the time. We do it all the time, and but even there, I have noticed nobody likes being the, the punchline. Nope. Nobody likes, nobody enjoys being the punchline. The There's always of the that joke.
1: one joke that kind of goes a little too far.
0: Yeah, you know.
1: Especially when it touches like a nerve or anything. But, but, but then,
0: it. like when you just say when you say a joke, I'm not gonna say like you know offensive, whatever, but when. Your the punchline of a joke is that at the expense of another person. That was that's no longer a joke. That's bullying.
1: Not only that, but it's different when it's just me, you and your spouse, and you're joking around compared to other people. And then other people kind of join in, maybe not with comments, but with laughter. Yeah, it's kind of like okay.
0: It's like, yeah, like what's going on?
1: Like, and it must suck, especially when the one of the people laughing are your spouses.
0: Yeah, personally, bro, what I would say to this to this woman, sis. Uh, sister listen here you are in every way shape and form justified for being upset
1: 100%
0: especially because technically speaking this man's family if you got their blessing also signed up to protect you just putting it out there (coughs) sorry about that you have to be you have to be the bigger person here Go to your man and say, "Hey, babe, listen. What happened over there on Sunday? I didn't like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm at the point where I don't want to go over there anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I know that this is the you know the best reaction, but I just want you to know that what hurt me the most is the fact that you didn't defend me. Mm-hmm. So
1: because sometimes it ain't even the joke.
0: It's the fact that the person that you were supposed that was supposed to have your back did not did not. So that being said." Um, I'm dying over here, bro. <laughs>
1: I see you. It's all right.
0: With uh, well, that being said, talk to him about it. Maybe he didn't even notice.
1: Yeah, because men, we can we can that. be dumb like that. Yeah,
0: you know, he should have noticed a change in your attitude, though. Yeah, but maybe he didn't notice in the moment, or he doesn't know why you're mad. So talk to him about it, and hopefully, you guys will come to a peaceful, amicable, amicable resolution here.
1: Yeah, and 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 you know we're not you know just just talk to him about it hopefully the best case scenario is that then he talks to his family about it cuz that you don't you don't got to do that no that's that that right there is not your part to do you can talk to him about it he can be the 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 bridge you cross in order to you know to fix this to fix things and then it, it, it cuz it, it, if you if you allow this to happen now then it's just something that's going to continue. It's going to
0: fester. It's going to fester emotions that are not supposed to be there. It's going to because you I don't know if you guys have kids, but you know, how is that going to affect the relationship between the kids and his family? Yeah. And honestly, it's just going to take a little bit a, a little bit more maturity on your on your behalf.
1: Exactly. So have a conversation, talk about it, address how you feel and we can hope for the best for you. Go from there. Yeah.
0: All right. So that so said, do you have anything else to add?
1: Uh, I just want to say I love you guys. Everybody who's on the live, everybody who's listening. God bless you guys. You guys can follow us on Instagram at underscore Pod. Have any questions, you guys can ask through there. And we just hope you guys have a great Thursday.
0: Absolutely. Also, we reached 117 followers on Instagram. So thank you so much for that. You guys have a great one. Take it easy. And remember to stay, stay uncomfortable. uncomfortable.